Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's coming up, Simpsons. Simpsons. episode is brought to you by the Disney Historical Park. Sorry, but there's profit to be had. <laughs> and we are also brought to you by milk. Now with vitamin R. Oh, why are my bones so brittle? <laughs> Lastly, but not leastly, this is kind of a, an abstract sponsor, but I love these too, you know, because we want to include them as well. We're brought to you by uh, the laws of thermodynamics. Ooh. Yeah, that came in at the last <laughs> minute and we were like, you know what? Sure. It's not a lot of money. Mm, no. But it feels good. But it feels good. <laughs> we're, of course, talking about the episode, uh, the PTA disbands. This is the 21st episode of The Simpsons. Six season, and it originally aired on April 16th, 1995. It was written by Jennifer Crittenden. It was directed by Swinton O. Scott III. <laughs> Jesus Christ, fancy. Um, that's not a, a usual Simpsons director, um, mainly because, I don't know, he's off doing fancy things, perhaps. But the showrunner at the time, getting back to business, was David Merkin. Heard of him. Heard of him. Um, <laughs> and I just want to say up top, there's a lot there's a lot I want to say in introducing this episode in particular because, Allie, this is our first episode at our new podcast network. And what network is that? Ooh, it's Maximum Fun, baby. Oh, my God. Maximum Fun. Um, I mean, you guys know, but let me tell you anyway. Home of the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Home of... A million other podcasts in- by... Including Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah, and Jordan Jesse Go, <laughs> but I was going to say by the McElroys. I think Ooh. that they have a 50% stake in this company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're, we're like months away from being hosted by the McElroys. Um, but I'm a big fan of this podcast network, and I'm very excited to be here, and I'm very excited to be sitting here with our guest and talking about this episode. TV pages of any guests that we've ever had on our podcast. I'm not going to go back and look that up. I'm just going <laughs> to say that emphatically right now. Please welcome Nelson Franklin. Oh, hello. Thank you. Hi. Thank you so much for having me back. This is my favorite podcast. Oh, oh my God. Man. We only paid him a little bit of money to just say that. Just a little bit. The distilled jeans money that we had left over <laughs> from our previous podcast. So network. some of the negative money that we had, <laughs> yeah. we gave to Nelson. We just, we just gave him jeans. You can't wear them, but we gave them to you, and that's... Like- Good enough. As we learned from The Simpsons, it's a big market for counterfeit jeans. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Nelson is a returning guest. Uh, if you haven't already listened to his episode, go do it. But remember that the documentary about how Apu is a bad character had oh. not come out at the time. Mm. And yes, that is yes, something yes, yes, that yes, yes, yes. a lot of our listeners uh, you know, uh, have asked, when are we going to talk about it? We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole documentary. He's going to say it better than we can. For but sure. if we could get him on the show, then we'll do it then. That's on the horizon. It's on the horizon. Oh but we God. tried to pick an episode that didn't have uh, anything too controversial. <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean, speak for yourself. I Again, the laws <laughs> of thermodynamics. We'll get into it. Yeah. Um, Very but, offensive. you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, feisty. Yes. Um, Nelson, why did you pick this episode? Uh, this is another sort of landmark episode from my childhood. I was about 10 years old when this came out, and uh, this is a handful. The last one I did, the Homer and Apu episode, was also one that sort of sticks in my memory. It, You know, there's certain ones that sort of have an effect on you, like growing up with The Simpsons has a, had a big effect on my personality and sense of humor. And this one especially has a lot of jokes that sort of stick with me all the time, and I just sort of think about it a lot. 
Yeah, season six, uh, you sent us a couple episodes to choose from for for you, and uh, they were all such, like, classic episodes. And so for our newer guests that haven't listened to the show before, um, we are going through everyone's favorite episode of The Simpsons that has not been picked yet, right. which is difficult. It's difficult to come up with a favorite episode in general, mm-hmm. much harder when, like, everyone is picking them. But also <laughs> we're 100 plus, <clears throat> excuse me, we're 100 plus episodes in, and wow. so, you know, it's going to, we're getting down we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel now. <laughs> and to the, the the fact that we've had 100 episodes and PTA disbands has not come up yet is shocking to yeah. me. Because yeah. the fingers means the taxes thing is something that comes into everyday conversation. It's so good. And yeah. it blows my mind. And this is probably, you know, some people say, like, they talk about gifts too much on this podcast. But it's a part of our lives. People use Who's the gift. saying that? Uh, Robert. Uh, from, <laughs> but uh, the, the gif of the guy jumping out of the thing it's is, amazing. like, so... I, I, I won't get ahead of ourselves, but it's very important. I have. I feel like they returned that joke a couple times too. Yeah, sure. and I also feel like I I pitch that in my everyday life like <laughs> several times a week. Yeah, there's something about it. Like this episode, you know, every episode of The Simpsons has a real grab bag of different kinds of jokes, but this episode I feel has like a really good diversity of like those kind of really fun physical jokes. And then Homer in this episode, I really want to get into it of like the kind of jokes that he's making. The laws of thermodynamics and, mm-hmm. you know, like yelling at Lisa. It, like he, his intelligence feels a little heightened in this episode, but it still feels appropriate for his character. And I kind of love like the run that he's on over the course of this episode. It's just great. It's beautiful. So we start this episode uh, with the kids on the bus. Mm. And watching this, again, it's been a little while since I've even watched The Simpsons, really, because I was taking a little bit of a break from the show, because we just wrote a book about The Simpsons, and I'm a little Simpsons out. Yeah. Oh, Blasphemy. my God. Don't say There's that. No Don't say thing. that again. Yeah. I'm sorry, and now I'm now I'm back, baby. It's better than ever. I was watching this, and I was enthralled. Like, I was... I, I hadn't seen this episode in a long time, despite loving it, and it was it felt kind of brand new. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, just seeing those kids on the bus, it was just like, I love The Simpsons. It is such a good yeah. show. Good well, Skinner episode, who's also my favorite character. Oh, in the he's fantastic. And yeah. Mrs. Krabappel is yeah. so fantastic. And the voice acting of everyone, but especially mm. Marsha Wallace in this episode, so is like good. unreal. I know. Yeah. Well, before we jump into it with like um, going beat by beat. For... Oh, right. We have a format. <laughs> we have a format. <laughs> I know. It's been a minute. Um, for people that haven't seen this episode in a while, we always like to uh, use the Wikipedia's summary of it and sometimes they get it right sometimes I don't let's see we roll the dice in this episode Edna Krabappel calls an emergency strike on behalf of the teachers union of Springfield Elementary to protest against Principal Skinner's miserly school spending whoa I should read these before I read them cold on air (laughs) he's kind of miserly though Miserly. Miserly, yeah. I fucked that up in every which way. <laughs> you know what it is? I'm so keyed up on uh, cold arm brew wrestling. coffee okay. and arm wrestling. I went to an arm <laughs> wrestling uh, event last night. I'm like on a different planet right now. I think now. that's great. Good. We're going to use it. Keep running? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also want to say, uh, so I was researching this, uh, like how the episode came to be. And um, I kind of like that. Uh, so this episode was written by Jennifer Crittenden. Who, a woman. A woman. Yeah. Um, heard of them. Um, and uh, what uh, my research said that, like, 
the showrunner at the time, David Merkin, thought that it was really funny that she had pitched um, an idea that the teachers would be on strike in an episode and that, like, the most um, devastating part of, like, this premise was that the PTA would disband. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, then they named it. So they named it after that. And then that's where we get the guy jumping out the window (laughs) and, like, being overly dramatic about it. Um, But I love it. And and it kind of speaks to this episode, um, you know, overall is kind of simple in, like, the action that are happening in it. And you can kind of also get a sense of that, of the pacing of this episode. There's a lot of business being done of just what Bart is doing yeah. now that he doesn't have to go to school. So like, many quick pops all the time. There, Yeah, Constantly. like a ton of pops. Like if there was a B plot that was really dense, like that would have been scrapped first thing. But we kind of, I like that we get to see, you know, what he's doing, what the bullies are doing, <laughs> uh, what Jimbo is doing at home with it's his mom, favorite. watching <laughs> soap operas. So, you know, it's kind Kind of simple in that way. Yeah, I'm always, I really enjoy it. I, I am drawn to the like a story only episodes because there's. Mm-hmm. I feel like they get have more fun. The writers and stuff just because like right. they have more time to dick around or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. you get those kind of signature asides. Yeah, and then you get like a scene with a character like Leopold, and we'll get into <laughs> yeah. it. But but yeah, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Also, um, it really is funny knowing that context that he, they were making fun of Jennifer for coming up with this, <laughs> and that the best line in the episode is mocking her. <laughs> like yeah. it's kind of funny um, when you think of it in that way. But it doesn't feel mean spirited, of no, course. No, no. You know, they they yeah. don't have a mean bone in their body. No, I don't. I don't think so. Also, I don't know um, when this episode comes out, but really quickly, just because it's important, can we talk about how much Ted Cruz sucks? <laughs> just really quickly, <laughs> yeah, can we take just it away? Say... I love so Allie. If you if you guys listening at home, uh, I've been following Allie on Twitter, which you should because she's great at Twitter. Hey, but I, I just love that you. I just saw a tweet of yours the other day that was like, "Get the Simpsons out of Ted Cruz's mouth." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you were starting a revolution. <laughs> I was really mad. Yeah. yeah. Well, there were a lot of people that were saying the, you and I had to do an emergency podcast. And I was like, <laughs> well, I think we do. Yeah, we do. Uh, if you missed it, which I can't imagine that you did if you listened to this podcast, uh, Ted Cruz tweeted that Lisa is the Democratic Party and the Republican Party is proudly um, Homer, which is where you should have stopped. Yeah. Bart, it's someone who can't vote and is not a Republican. Um Marge and Maggie. I don't think the Republican Party is like, yeah, we're Maggie. <laughs> like, no. it's just so everything crazy. about it is very stupid. And also, Homer, if he is a Republican, which I don't think he is, is is designed that way because he's an oaf. Like, he's the he's meant to be an idiot, right? And that's, I mean, it's textbook pandering too. Yeah, like he's just trying to seem like some sort of cool politician in that statement and like him including Maggie and like going on that run just proves we our point Maggie. that yeah that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, Maggie did shoot someone though. So. It's true. Nick Weiger Nick Weiger tweeted something about like uh, I don't know Ted Cruz might have a point and then showed all of the Simpsons family members holding guns <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> except for Lisa of course. Right. Um where do you guys fall on Ted Cruz? Tweet at us. Yeah. <laughs> do you like him? Um, Love him? But only tweet if, if you agree with us. <laughs> um, I would appreciate that. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just had to take a quick moment to say yeah. Ted Cruz is my president. Well, and oh, <laughs> Well, I think that was our emergency podcast episode, that two-minute run. <laughs> yeah, I think it was important. Um, there are a lot more hot takes on Twitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll, save, we'll save it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, back to the bus. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like 
I have a hard time kind of separating my own personal memories from my life and things that happen to characters on The Simpsons. Because I was watching this episode and I was like, I feel like I remember buses being exactly like this, like being so just dis- like not holes. And- like, <laughs> it's not right. like a, the kids are playing in the hole again. Um, <laughs> but I remember being in like, you know, kind of like lower middle class situations such as The Simpson Family and feeling like, oh, yeah, like we should not be on this bus. <laughs> like it's very unsafe. Yeah. Well, I remember just like being in public school and going on a school bus and like the novelty of getting a school bus that actually had seatbelts. Oh my God, uh, that was so rare. Or the yeah. windows worked or something. It was always <laughs> yeah. like a miracle. Yeah, nothing like holes, but... <laughs> They're all in bad shape. Now They're I see a lot of shape. newish school buses around. And That's it's unfair. Like, they look like the Shelbyville bus. Right, they like retired the rounded, you know, the old buses with like the rounded rear and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. That's sort of like, I guess they've all broken down or, or a leaf landed on them and they exploded or whatever. What are they selling to people joke. going to Burning Man? I don't understand. What's <laughs> happening? Yeah. I... I love the leaf falling and having it explode. They do a lot of exploding jokes yeah. in The yeah. Simpsons. Never ceases to amaze me. I was going to say that they do a lot of um, like holes in the grounds of like cars uh, <laughs> jokes on The Simpsons. I feel like one of The Simpsons cars had that. Yeah, I am. I This episode is an example of like, this is something that I could talk about for 10 minutes is this bus opening mm-hmm. because there are so many little things like the braking procedure where all the kids pull out their pants and jackets and like yeah. they're all working together in like such a sweet way to like make their bus get to school. It's like such a funny thing. Yeah. But that's you know. a, it's a great joke because you're like, OK, I get it. The bus is shitty, but they're never they will never stop. It's like, yeah. That's just the cherry on top. Like. <laughs> I love the exhaust leak causing low test scores. Oh, they got that kid like chewing on the piece of straw in the back. He's around <laughs> yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. I love that. And uh, then you get that classic joke, of course, of uh, they're going to this fort, and mm-hmm. um, they they're this <laughs> classic <woman> is... <laughs> joke going to a fort. <laughs> going to a fort, and uh, they're uh, this woman is explaining the cannon mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how it's extremely sensitive, and just the slightest touch will, uh, uh, you know make it erupt or whatever mm-hmm, cannons mm-hmm. do. Um, well, I have the quote that you're referencing. Hit me. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> For safety reasons, we don't keep the cannon loaded. It's just common sense. It's so good. Mm. It's like, I don't know. I don't want to dissect every reason why every Simpsons joke is good, but that's kind of what this podcast is. <laughs> it was a little bit of a misdirect. Yeah. <laughs> you thought the cannon was going to hit the thing, and then instead <laughs> it did not, because the Simpsons is good. I, I like how skeevy Principal Skinner is, yeah. and like no shame unabashed. Yeah, exactly. Where, you know, he's like, he turns to um, Otto. Otto and <laughs> asks him basically to siphon gas yeah. and gives him the Here's two. A credit card. Yeah. Credit, credit card. card. Uh, <laughs> great line reading. And then the mint, sure. and then that has a great, you know, callback later. Oh, I shouldn't have eaten the mint first. Yeah, it's so fantastic. And then I love, like, the really fancy school that comes in. <sighs> and uh, <laughs> I read... Veritas et Sienta. I'm sure that's a, a <laughs> reference to something that I don't quite get. But I love that they show up in this like souped up bus and the guy, like the principal comes up to the um, ticket booth and says, here's the admission plus something for you. It's amazing. Yeah. See that the kids get a little extra education. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> principal Valiant is his name. <laughs> yeah. The I mean, Princey award- Awards. Uh, Skinner has so much pride in the school and it's funny to see him in this episode it being like so sort of shysty about everything. It doesn't care. Yeah. It's like, I just got to keep the place running. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love, and it still feels appropriate even though it's, <clears throat> we see him like in a different dynamic whenever uh, Superintendent Chalmers is around and he's yeah. like, you know, really like emasculated. Um, but when he's out on his own, you know, he's kind of ruthless in that way. And, and I like that that still feels like his character. 
Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, something that made me laugh out loud is uh, that they have like a narrator like speaking into a microphone uh, explaining yes. what's happening there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that that whole scene is something that I didn't really even get as a kid that the like Springfieldians are like just like pleading for mercy and like doing nothing wrong and they get beaten brutally by the Shelby villains. That's yeah. Who, that's who the sides were. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I took it as. And and I love that even as they're doing the reenactments, like all they're saying is uh, they're crossing that hill over there. Like there's nothing really <laughs> yeah. regal about like the whole situation, it, which just speaks to like how like you know, simple the um, founding of Springfield is in and of itself. Like, there's nothing truly regal about, like, the um, the start of this town. Yeah. Um, this, of course, leads to the excellent line that I think we already mentioned of, they're trying to learn for free. Get them! <laughs> yeah. I also like, before we pass it, it's just when they say... Uh, the Springfielders were too brave to accept their surrender. <laughs> yeah. Them. Uh, right. So that's a little bit of like rewriting the story sure. to make it seem favorable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, trying to learn for free, let's get them is hilarious also. It's also but, very tragic because like as the kids are running away and trying to like make the bus work and, you know, they're all oh, working together, Uter gets left in the dust. And for a brief moment, we see him start to get pummeled by these people. Yeah. I know. They did a really good job of like just showing us enough. Okay, hop on. Wait! Wait! Well, Seymour, because of your penny-pinching, we're coming back from a field trip with the fewest children yet. God bless the man who invented permission slips. I love it. I love that that's his reaction. That's Skinner for you. Man. Yeah. And Ruthless. Yeah. I love the note on this. Uh, Jesus, did you write this? The incident appears to have claimed the life of Uter. <laughs> ha ha. Our, our, our sound producer, Jesus. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so this leads us to uh, back to Springfield. And just for the shortest moment, uh, we get a great uh, exchange between Bart and Lisa. Uh, where their lunches were switched. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, I think this is for you. And it's a note that says, like, I'm so proud of you. And Bart's like, yeah, I think you got mine, too. For the love of God, please be yes. good. <laughs> but here's another thing. What we were talking about, that this is a simple A-story-only episode, so it allows for moments like that. Yeah. Because it doesn't lead to anything else. It's just a joke, you yeah. know? But I love it. And, and that's an image that stayed with me after watching this as a kid, too. The Bart... He's this is like the most mature episode of Bart, uh, and they're not trying to draw. It's not like a Stewie sort of thing where you're like, oh, look, he's young, but he's also acting. But it's like <laughs> right, it's just right. it's just woven into his character. There's a lot of lines in here that I've written down that are very like adult of him, and he doesn't mm-hmm. like get sad that his mother like <laughs> leaves some of these terrible yeah. notes. He's just like, it is what it is. This is your note. Uh, <laughs> but that's a great point that like the comedy that comes from Bart being mature isn't like. Isn't it novel that, like, this, you know, kid is acting like an adult? Because the way that we don't truly have to get into Simpsons v. Family Guy. No, certainly not. Um, But it's it's a different... Okay, all right. Well, then. (laughs) Um, But it's a different game that they're playing. And I think that, you know, we've talked a lot about, like, the tenderness of Bart Mm -hmm. and, like, the kindness that the writers um, provide for Bart and having him be self-aware enough to not be a sociopath, whereas (laughs) in, like, less abled hands, that would be the joke. Right. But, like, it's... There's more to it than that. Yeah. Uh, quickly, to do a very 
brief Family Guy versus Simpsons because I have sure to. you have to. Um, I go to the gym now, and they are all, the gym. The gym. What's a gym? Oh, gym. Oh, <laughs> um, there are only two, like three channels to choose from, and it's like Fox News, mm. and then Van- it's always Vanderpump Rules because that's what time I get there, um, or Family Guy. And yeah. so Family Guy is like the perfect gym show because like you could like be running and then like look up and be like, oh, funny. But like if it was The Simpsons, you'd like look up and be like, what did I miss? I feel like there's so much happening here and it would distract you. Like it would be like in because it's like such a great, dense show with heart and stuff like you. You can't just you you would still laugh, but there would be like there would be more that you're missing out on. Right. Um, Do you think that that's just in the way that their storytelling is structured? Because Family Guy is more tangent, like tangent filled. Well, yeah. Family Guy is just a little bit more like thin in terms of like the heart uh, mm-hmm. in comparison to The Simpsons which is you know the same is true of like Futurama. Matt Groening is yeah. very good at having shows that are like very dense in the best way mm-hmm. and so my my points to uh, Family Guy for being a very good gym show <laughs> better than Vanderpump Rules. This is, this is, <laughs> yes that's that's a true statement I was going to say this is paining you to say. <laughs> well it, it like no it like makes me laugh out loud until they have like flashbacks of like the family being slaves and then they're all black people and I'm just like why did they let this be on TV like this is not okay and it will be like I'll be having a great time and then Meg will be getting strangled and I'm just like I miss the Simpsons Um, yeah Yeah, there's a difference between Meg and like Hans Mole Man where you're like this is hilarious and Meg is like wow this is a tragedy it's fucking (laughs) terrible yeah exactly (laughs) anyway well because there's also (laughs) not to go in a whole Hans Mole Man rant but there's like okay um he there's something that like he kind of uh, almost appreciates being considered even in the slightest way even if he's getting shat on like mm. he's still kind of actively enjoying himself yeah. even though you know he's like oh well like you know like all these tragedies are befalling him um and that's a little bit different than meg being you know like tossed around in whatever way they decide or yeah whatever. having like you know having a bad life Yes. Like... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You get a sense that Hans Mullen is laughing with us. Right. He's also an old man. He's been through. You know. I'm he's sure actually he's only thirty-five. Oh yeah, that's no, right. That's yeah. Right. I forgot. Sun damage. I'm only thirty-six years old. That sounds right to me. But mm-hmm. let me know in the comments, please. <laughs> Tell me I'm dumb. <laughs> our new podcast should be called. <laughs> uh, so when they're talking about, um, so during this cafeteria scene, you get. Um, Skinner and Edna talking mm. about how they're saving money and uh, she's getting mad. I don't care what you say. You could taste the newspaper. Yeah. He's yeah. like, but it's got essential inks. Yeah, <laughs> and, much and needed roughage. Much <laughs> needed roughage. Uh, but uh, Nurse Lady Doris saying uh, there's not a lot of meat in these gym, oh. gym mats. Is Lunch Lady so, Doris. What did I say? God. Nurse Lady Doris. Nurse lady. Oh, she's a nurse too. She's the... <laughs> she, she is. Oops. But that was, that was oh, it almost reminded me of like a Jerry Lewis like, like Nurse Lady. Nurse Lady. <laughs> Listen, lady. Um, and uh, the, the, I relate to the Skinner moment so much of he he gets caught saying like you know these children have no future and then all the all, you can even hear like a spoon drop which was yeah, pretty yeah I love that uh, prove me wrong children prove me wrong there's something about like I don't know why that moment 
also stuck with me from like seeing it as a child to today. But I love the inflection in his voice when he says that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think at the time I, I couldn't tell if he was saying like, you're proving me wrong or like a challenge, prove me wrong. But right. even still, like I kind of love him being shitty in this yeah. moment. After they have that little fight. The, the other thing about this episode, so Bart's super mature and weirdly Lisa, even though she's sort of psychotic in this episode, she also <laughs> very, it's like the most, it's like the highest bravo vocabulary I've ever heard her use. Yeah. Uh, and she has the quote after they overhear them fighting. She says, all this posturing and saber rattling has got me. I mean, what the? What? I know. <laughs> I had to rewind and like jot that down specifically. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. Well, Bart realizes that he has a great opportunity to, you know, push this strike. Because if the strike happens, it's basically a snow day. And I love the way that he schemes with it, uh, where, you know, he goes up to Mrs. Krabappel and says and tries to, like, you know, do his tender voice. Like, you're not going to strike, are you? <laughs> and I love that she's just, like, calling him on his bullshit. Like, huh, I'm sure you would really hate that. And I love what Bart says. Uh, well, all right. Skinner said you wouldn't have the wontons to go through with the it. Wonton. That's another example. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a guy at the racetrack or something. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Um, I love I love Skinner's response to when it's happening to him as well it's like you know I always thought you were sneaky and manipulative I know but you're a very (laughs) sweet boy sensitive boy sweet sensitive boy (laughs) oh well I also going back to what he says to uh, Miss Grabapel I love her going Skinner said that and I love him saying well I had to clean it up a little I love that as a line isolated it's so fucking funny Yeah, yeah he's being pretty clever his thing it was something like you'll fold uh, faster than Superman on laundry day. Yeah, which is uh, one of David Silverman's favorite jokes, according to Wikipedia. Wow. Yeah. It's a good one. It's very much like a joke. Yeah, yeah. It's it's real nice. Also, I took a picture with my phone of the books that she... There, Skinner oh, yeah. and Krabappel are sort of having an argument about why the, the school is so crummy and the pointer it still points, doesn't it? <laughs> it still points, doesn't I it? I remember that very well. <laughs> but, so I, I screenshotted all these books because I never really paid attention to them. And they're on, I mean, there's Hop on Pop, yeah, There's very funny. The theory of evolution belongs at no school, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. They got 40 years of Playboy and then the Satanic Verses. Yeah, uh, by Salman the Rushdie. Junior Illustrated Edition. <laughs> yeah. But my favorite one is Sexus. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, sorry. Is it, is it uh, Steal This Book? Yeah, there is Steal yeah, This yeah, Book, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's the only one that's, I missed. That's what, yeah, that's what I wrote down. I, I love that. I mean, you know, they're famous for their um, visual gags yeah. and that to me. Like, whenever they go into um, how shitty Springfield Elementary is, you know, <laughs> I feel like that's such a great opportunity for them to kind of, like, exercise all of their gripes of, like, the schools they went to when they were growing up. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah, and you see that just by how different all the teachers are and, like, how much of a, like, personality they each have. Like, Miss Hoover is very different from Edna, even though they're yes. kind of similar in that they're teachers yeah. that both don't love their jobs. Yeah. Right, they're checked out in different ways. Like, Miss Hoover, well, the thing is, Miss Krapopel has more patience with her students. Absolutely. And actually cares. She's a better teacher. <laughs> She's a better teacher. Well, she, she doesn't have Lyme cares. disease, so it's a little <laughs> easier. Oh, my God, I forgot. Oh, boy. Um, no, but she, she does, in Bart Gets Enough, she really wants him to succeed. Yeah. And, you know, she wants them to get some thing out of it. Miss Hoover just wants the clock to go faster. Oh, she's brutal in this episode too. Yeah. And, and I'd have to attribute a lot of her 
like sadness probably just to uh, Ralph being in her class. It seems like that's always <laughs> the source of all of her problems. I know, and there's always that kid. I'm not your mommy, Ralph. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your mommy. Now, quick question for our super fans of Horny Marge. Who's hornier, uh, Edna or Miss Hoover? Hmm. Edna. Oh, Edna. Yeah. But what if Hoover's hiding it? She could be hiding. She it. seems a little asexual. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But good for her. I recently was <laughs> looking at her kind of from a 2018 perspective, and like growing up, I was like, she's kind of like frumpy. Like she's a frumpy teacher, but she's got like a cute angled bob and like big Warby Parker glasses. Yeah, and I think in like t- today she could really get it. Do you yeah. remember that episode where was it Sideshow Bob was visiting and he said. Ms. Hoover, I find that hard to believe. And she seemed to be really into that advanced. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> she likes bad boys. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? <laughs> yeah, Ms. Hoover seems like the kind of teacher Even Lisa that, does. Yeah. Uh, she seems like the kind of teacher you'd run into at the mall and be surprised at where she's shopping. You know, you'd mm. be like, ooh, yeah, hello. She'd be, <laughs> she'd be at the whip store. Why what? is there one of these at the mall? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. She's probably, not to go really into it, she's probably like maybe a little repressed, which leads to some sort of mm-hmm. We don't kick shame on uh, every no, time we have some we do not. No. No, no, there's a reason. I'm sure there's a reason. Uh, so, uh, of course, that leads to uh, them fighting and eventually going over the intercom, yeah. which yeah. we'll listen to right here. Great clip. Mm. Attention, this is an emergency broadcast. All is well in the school. My authority as principal is total. <laughs> Give me that. Attention, teachers. We're on strike. No. Strike, Miss Hoover? Are you on Go home, children. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Go home, children. That's wonderful. Go home, children. Oh, man, that's some great... Harry Shearer, in my opinion, is the best voice actor that's out there. And that's another example where they were like... I'm sure there was just some stage direction that, like, there's a struggle, and he just took it upon himself to be the one to, like, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah, it's so perfect and cartoony. Oh, so good. Yeah, I mean, some of my favorite lines from The Simpsons come from Principal Skinner. Uh, One of my favorites is, like, uh, welcome students and parents for a night of theater and cleaning up after yourselves. Boy, that's probably his best written line, like, character-wise. It's, like, unbelievable. I think about that every time, like, I start a comedy show. I'm just like, everyone, get out. It's fantastic. Um, speaking of getting out, uh, all of the kids are getting out of the school, and there's that little girl who's hanging up on her little things. Oh. Uh, teacher, I'd like to go home now. It's so cute. It's, well, if I may, this is one <laughs> of my sister names. and I's favorite lines. Give it justice. Um, and we'll, we'll be like on the phone with each other, and it'll just come <laughs> up randomly. Hello, Mrs. Pommelhorst. Yep. <laughs> I'd like to get down now. It's so cute. <laughs> oh, what a good name for a fake teacher, too. Yeah. Pommelhorst. Okay, so on FXX's app, uh, <laughs> you watch the whole episode and you get to see scenes that were clearly cut from syndication. And mm. it's very bizarre if you're used to it being yes. the way you remember. And so there's this very nerdy scene that's not funny of, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Simpsons, but it's not that yourself. good, of the, now we can play the forbidden music. Yes, yeah. yes. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Weird. It's a weird <laughs> and I, and yeah. I, It's still like, funny. But yeah. I laughed at it. I thought I it was funny too. because it, it was, there is something it's to. It's very dorky. Yes. I just like database and listening to him talk. Yes. That too as well. But there is something funny about it being kind of non-funny in that right. way. Totally. You know, Largo's gone. We can play the forbidden music. <laughs> Ooh, what's the forbidden music? Is this going to be jazz? No, it is just Pop Goes the yeah. Weasel. And then we have, which is, this is one of my favorite kind of jokes. I heard that, like him popping <laughs> in. 
It's so fucking funny. I don't know. I laughed at it. I thought it was great. But it, you're right. It, it would be the thing to cut. I guess yeah. it just sort of pushes the narrative that the school sucks or whatever. Right. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> There's a lot of that in this episode. Yeah. Again, all A story all the time, baby. Uh, let's take this moment to take a quick little break. What's Ben Affleck and or Drake up to? What show should I be watching right now? Should The Rock run for president? How about Oprah? What's a great French film about lady cannibals? Who's stronger, Luke Cage or Iron Fist? For answers to these questions and so much more, come on over to Pop Rocket, a pop culture roundtable discussion that always has a fun, diverse panel talking about the stuff we love. Catch us every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you decide to get your podcast. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> going into a Bullseye interview, I know it's somebody who does amazing work. But it's an actual conversation. I don't know where it's headed. The, absolutely. I, you're absolutely right. You said it actually better than I did, so I have to think about what that means. <laughs> <laughs> hey, these are, this, this, this is the straight talk that, that you're going to get on this show. Bullseye. Creators you know, creators you need to know. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. All right, what a great break! <laughs> Very nice. What did what did you guys do on your break? I listened to a lot of forbidden music. Yeah. Oh, took a little horse ride down. Uh, <laughs> oh, there you yeah. go. Very nice. Well, you're not I sweating just, at all. This is amazing. I just sat here and waited for the time to go by. Jesus. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's all right. Uh, let's see. So we were we left off at Ms. Pummelhorst, which I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt was somebody's real teacher name that they yeah. reappropriated yeah. in the episode. One hundred percent. I didn't look that up actually. I, <laughs> It wasn't on the Wikipedia, so you yeah. wouldn't have found it if you had looked. <laughs> uh, so when we return from uh, when we return to the Simpsons house, one of my favorite little gags here is Marge is dusting uh, the cat and dog, which is <laughs> so Marge. This is a good Marge episode. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. She's so funny in this, and um, I also just love Santa's little um, or actually uh, Snowball's face during mm-hmm. some of it. Like Santa like runs off, but like the cat is listening to the conversation, which is just like such a tiny little joke that is so cute. Um, but during this, she's uh, you know saying like, "Why are you guys home so early?" Mm-hmm. You know, uh, wonderful news, mom. Horrible news, mom. Like, yeah. so cute how different they are. Yeah, I love how the simplicity of this episode being that, like, here's Bart living his dream, mm-hmm. and then here's Lisa freaking the fuck out, and we get, like, you know, it's a fully uh, realized uh, arc for both of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. then um, I remember from being a kid how funny the strike preparedness kit is. Oh. Is uh. that gum? Is that gum? Is that gum? Uh. So good. <laughs> if I may say, this is... A, this episode for Lisa sort of brought her down in my books a little bit because of the way she freaks out so much. I mean, for God's sake, she's... Yeah, grade me, grade me! Oh, yeah, well, when you, that's actually a great example. So we we talk a lot about on this show how much we love Lisa and Marge as we've matured. Some people liked them from the beginning. A lot of us were Homer and Bart people, mm-hmm. and we kind of learned the subtle nuances and humor within them. And it's been fun and proud and cool to be like I like the characters that are women on the show Yeah, and then you're kind of like uh, you you wonder why did I ever not like them Sure. and then you see an episode like this where it's just like if you're a kid watching this you're just like what why right right and some right. of us were nerds that love school a lot but it's still like cool it a little bit <laughs> I, I will say and I feel like maybe we talked about this on a previous episode, but like I think that the Lisa hate sometimes is like it flows into a similar area of like the Skylar White hate. 
Uh, Skylar White? Via Breaking Bad. Oh, uh, sure. Where, okay. like, Lisa and Marge can kind of be the quote-unquote buzzkills to, like, right. the lunacy of right. Homer and Bart the and whatever. sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely so, necessary to have yeah, Absolutely. Not. They ground the show, but I think, like, people can kind of, like, misinterpret moments like this or maybe take this and sort of, like, make it be, like, the shining example of, like, why Lisa is not the best character on The Simpsons, which, what an argument to have. <laughs> well, like, I mean, for me, it was just that she's so smart and she's obviously so much above her elementary school anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like, why does she care that it's gone? I'm sure she could get a lot more work done on her own at home or whatever. But yeah. that, when the more I analyze that, it's like, this is good writing because she's a kid and she wants to go to school. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what a person with her intellect would want. Absolutely. So it's the structure. It's, <clears throat> you know, just having somebody like, you know, to have that structure and to have like somebody grade her and to have those sort of things that like validate her and keep her chugging along. I mean, we see her kind of being pathetic in this way as well, which mm-hmm. is slightly uncharacteristic but it's still also right on point for somebody that is as type A as her. Yeah. I relate. Yeah. I Well also people that you know people that get long breaks especially like if they're kind of in the business and like yeah. have hiatuses like it seems great and then you aren't working for a while and you're just like I need structure. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Catch me month two uh, in oh. between things and um, ooh. People ooh. start getting a little wacky. It's cra- See how long my beard is. This represents how long I've been out of work because yeah. I have to shave when I go to work. So. Same as well, same as well. Yeah. So you know, it's like it's and people good, cut, by the way. Thank you yeah. so it's, much. Uh, it's going to get <laughs> caught in so the pencil much. sharpener. Oh well. Um, so we we cut over to the Van Houten house, mm. and Millhouse is very excited about <laughs> to tell amazing. them that with their own strike. It's like, and we know, and here's your tutor, and everything about his little story is perfect. Uh, yeah. If you guys yeah. have favorite moments Flawless. of that, please feel free. But it, it's just such a perfect little moment. Oh, I will this say, dilly dallying. It's so that good. Tutor's unbelievable. Oh, well, I love that. You know. We have this episode that gives us, because it is just a story, it gives us these kind of three beats with these little side stories with Millhouse, and they're all satisfying. My favorite is, um, you know, all right, Millhouse, it's time for recess. Yay! <laughs> the recess assignment is chapters three through seven. But he's still excited. Yeah, yeah. he's still excited. <clears throat> I love that. He goes out to the front porch, he starts reading, Bart shows up, and Millhouse says, I'm deeply immersed in the Teapot Dome schedule. I think that's what Zuh? it was. Scan. Huh? Scandal, sorry. <laughs> um, so we, after getting a little snippet of what Millhouse is up to, we get to see this kind of, uh, what would Bart be doing if he didn't have to go to school? Oh. And um, we we get the construction site gag, <laughs> yeah. which is fantastic. Can't you yeah. tell my voice from a 10-year-old kid's? <laughs> that was very satisfying to me as a 10-year-old kid, actually. Yeah. It was amazing. You're finally being heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, then we get that, I don't know if it's uh, like parodying anything or if it was just its own joke but we get the kind of um, like Central Park type thing and and he's playing three different chess games at once. I want to yeah. say that this was around the time as Bobby Fischer. That, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, the movie or the incident. <laughs> but, uh, the we, incident. Bobby Fischer knows what he did. Uh, so Bart is playing uh, three different games at once. You know, that little boy is playing three little, uh, three games at once. Checkmate, checkmate, checkmate. That's so good. Oh yeah, I love That's such a classic misdirect. I really enjoy it. Uh, so when Homer checks in on them at the dinner table, um, we get this great scene uh, coming up. Lousy teachers trying to palm off our kids on us. But, Dad, by striking, they're trying to affect a change in management so that they can be happier and more productive. Lisa, if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way. I've got some textbooks, but without state-approved syllabi and standardized testing, my education can only go so far. 
Honey, maybe you should relax a little. Relax? I can't relax, nor can I yield, relent, or... Only two synonyms? <laughs> oh my god! I'm losing my perspicacity! <laughs> well, it's always in the last place you look. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of crazy listening, you know, listening to it, um, as opposed to also watching it is also kind of like, wow, it's just, I could see it so perfectly in my head. They do yeah. such a good job with it. But yeah, it's always in the last place you look Ugh. is uh, a perfect line Oof. and uh, one that made me laugh out loud while we were watching. <laughs> For some reason, Homer's <clears throat> line that started that clip kind of like, hit me in a, in a way that I was like, ooh, too close to home, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. If you don't like your job, you don't strike, you just go in every day and do a half-assed job. I've Look, had those kind of listless jobs. Sometimes you get on weird projects. I don't know. I'm sure half the country operates on that level. Yeah, it's like absolutely. so <laughs> accurate. And it's fun to laugh at, but also it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is? It, it, it was more of like knowing how many... I will say Americans because <laughs> sure that's the country we're in currently but like um can that's the reality and I maybe like knew that as I was hearing it again as an adult and it just made me be like oh this is what our country is doing I don't know <laughs> No it's very it's very real it got it got me political in a way I think that's great <laughs> Thank you, Allie. Uh, so unless I'm skipping over any parts, uh, the thing that I have next is uh, we get Bart just kind of continuing to cause uh, havoc and be oh, yeah. be a little prankster. Mm-hmm. These are great. Um, Nelson, you should actually walk us through some of your favorite moments here because they're all fantastic. This is another one of these things where I remember the last time, not to be repetitive, the last time I did the podcast, I mentioned there was a joke where they, you know, they do this a lot, but they give the audience credit. They don't have to feed it to you. Uh, and that as a young kid that feels very satisfying and the purple monkey dishwasher joke is yes. right on the money there it's like you know that you have Bart approaching a crowd of people uh, the protesters outside mm-hmm. of uh, Springfield Elementary and he just whispers like oh I heard uh, Skinner says that uh, I can't remember what is the what... teachers will crack any oh, yeah, minute that's right and so they, so the guy in the back sort of whispers it to the guy in front of him and, and then by the time they get to the front uh, you know they uh as the game telephone goes, they've added a bunch of weird shit to it. And uh, I don't know. It's like, you know, I f- just feel like on some other show they would have been like, what is this, a game of telephone or something? You know, they don't have to spell it out. It's just yeah. like, look, you know what happens. And as a kid, you're like, yeah, I know I know telephone. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I get this. Every opportunity <clears throat> for a joke, they seize it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So long gone are the days of OkCupid where you could actually choose your username. <laughs> a long time ago, I told everyone on the podcast that you can um, use some of these uh, Simpsons-related OkCupid names that I came up with that had not been picked. And I also read some of the ones that had been picked. Mine, when I was on it, was... Um, I think I want. Oh, why, mine was could eat at Arby's. Yeah, um, but right. that's because like married a carrot was already taken, and yeah. wash myself wash myself with a rag on a stick was taken. And yeah, like, so many different things taken. was taken. They were all taken. Wow. And um, I want to date those people. I know. And so there were like so many great <laughs> names, and um, unfortunately, and probably for the best, they have now removed that, mm. and uh, you just have your first name, Weird. which makes it hard to get to know who uh, who would have been Purple Monkey Dishwasher <laughs> because right. that would have been the one that I would have immediately That's gone to okcupid.com slash purple monkey dishwasher. Well, I was going to say that, you know, uh, and we've talked about this on the show, but like could eat at Arby's 
opened a door of problems for you as well. It did. Especially as a vegan, As a I vegan, would say. it was a little contradictory. <laughs> um, and yeah, a lot of roast, roast beef chunks. Well, but you know what, though? Yes. Maybe not problematic, though, because that weeds out the people that don't get that it's a reference. It, so it's I, like a good litmus test. On my OkCupid okay profile, my first sentence was, stop messaging me about roast beef. It's a Simpsons quote. Because <laughs> people would actually, like, the messages would be very stupid if they weren't about you know like female anatomy they'd always just be like really you would that's kind of gross <laughs> it's uh, like mm. thank that's you crazy. humorless acting perfectly weeding out all the non-simpsons exactly. yeah familiar people <clears throat> i'm happy to be married <laughs> <laughs> me too i'm married i know i said i did these people but i'm married so everybody stop flirting with nelson yeah you've done your job as a husband in this room <laughs> In this, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, one of the lines that I remember, or not even a line, but uh, Chalmers comes in and and kind of busts um, Skinner's, Skinner's chops, balls, yeah, and is saying like, uh, you know, listen to the support they have out there, and it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's Edna oh. with a sign that says "Honk if you love cookies," which is such a good joke. It's, it's like so, so clever. Simple. Yeah, I love it, and I love the look on Edna's face. I know. Like, I respect just her. that big <laughs> grin that she has, and like the way that the sign is written too. I don't know. There was something about it. Like that's imprinted on my mind too. And this is before Chalmers had a bigger role in the show, so mm-hmm. right. every time you got him, it was like, oh yes, some Chalmers, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, it was and, pre-steamed hams, right. yes. I want to say. And, and Chalmers is actually in the bank when Bart does uh, the, the uh, Jimmy Stewart the Jimmy the money Stewart thing. thing. Oh, in his house. Uh, I, I don't have your money. <laughs> oh. It's at Fred's house. <laughs> Fred's, what my money doing in your house? <laughs> I love that Mo just punches a man. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Mo has two great moments in this, like. Uh, he does. That one moment, and then later, which we'll get to, but like when the PTA actually disbands, right. like he has a really great moment too. It's now, it's so good. What's that? A, I know enough to know that it was Jimmy Stewart, but I don't know the reference. Is that a what is that? Wasn't it's that a, a wonderful Chris, life. Oh, yeah. uh, it is a wonderful Christmas life. Story, yeah, 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 yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that one. Well, um, you know what? He was a shitty businessman. That's what that <laughs> scene's about. Yeah. Um, it's it's so good, and it's like a very famous scene as well, which mm-hmm. is uh, very funny oh, that shit. they would do it. Um, so right before that, though, is uh, the wonderful moment between Jimbo Jones and Ugh. his mom. Yeah. Uh, I forget what they're eating, but they're like little the some finger bon sandwiches, bon. yeah, bonbons or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah, it's so cute. I love the design of like the super uh, the girly living room oh, that yeah. they're in. And- yeah. Yeah, I just can't believe that <laughs> Stark would stoop to that right in the middle of Montana's wedding. The, I mean, it's—I don't know if this was written in the script or if it was just on the by by way of the director or the animators. But the fact that they made his mother's hair look like his hat is yeah. just like it's shockingly so good. clever. It's really good. I mean, I don't know. It's well, really it's. Bad. It's just really interesting because, like, you wonder, like, it, to to add dimension to a bully that we don't even know that <laughs> yeah, well yeah. is like such an right. interesting background. And the fact that we know that Nelson lives kind of in the sticks, mm. and that Jimbo has a really nice house is kind of a, a an accurate portrayal of like nerds come from or bullies come from every yeah. area, of every life. walk. Yeah, um, and. Not. Oftentimes they have like really nice houses, but it's also implied that he's there's no dad in the picture. Like it's mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. it's very sweet. I love it. It's yeah. Great. And I think right after that we also check in with Kearney. I want to say at the arcade, <laughs> and he's just like, or maybe the two. It's Kearney and Dolph. Yeah. Um, and they're like going, 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 playing video games, and all this free time. I should probably stop. My doctor <laughs> says I have the wrist of an eighty year old. All these scenes are like. Four to six seconds long, yeah. just popping in and out. Yeah. It's such a crazy episode, but I really love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is. And then uh, we check back in at um, 
at the Simpsons house and uh, Lisa's losing her mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that voice acting really is incredible. Just the evaluate me, grade me, and poor Marge just like scribbling an A really quickly. Well, we also, yes, we also get around this time, um, you know, Homer and Marge are having a conversation about like how crazy it's been around the house with um, the strike. Uh, so let's listen to that clip. There's something about flying a kite at night that's so unwholesome. Hello, Mother dear. Oh, that's it. We have to get them back to school. I'm with you, Marge. Lisa, get in here. <laughs> in this house, we obey the laws of thermodynamics. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, that's so funny because it's like one of these, we're talking about Homer's sort of smarter, but mm-hmm. it, he's smart enough to know that perpetual motion is impossible. <laughs> yeah. And yet, not smart enough to know that it's like a miracle of science. Right. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's so know. good. And the question of how smart or dumb is Homer um, is, I think, constantly present in how we sort of dissect these episodes. Sometimes it feels a little inappropriate, and I will say, like, maybe post-season 12 especially, like, there are certain jokes that I think are kind of like we they um, force Homer's intelligence to be a little bit more elevated in order to have a joke, and you can <laughs> yeah. kind of tell. Um, but for, there's something about this, like, the fact that he is saying these words is the joke. So it, 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 I, it, I buy it. It yeah. works for me. Totally. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we are at the actual debate, yep. mm-hmm. uh, which has mm-hmm. some of the best lines. And I just love how childish they're both being. I love that he immediately boos yeah. Edna when she walks onto the stage. Yeah. Oh, that's um, so funny. But th- this whole scene, uh, if you had any favorite murmurings, of course, the most famous is uh, the fingers means the taxes mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. Yep. which I've been incorrectly saying for my whole life, I guess. I, I've always just condensed it to the fingers mean taxes. Um, so now I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's I've. Uh, I'm guessing that was um, Dan Castellaneta, who's the guy. I mean, it sounds like him. It sounds so like I, him, so I would assume. <laughs> and I also assume that it's ad libs, and they're just amazing. It's they obviously, sad. cranked up the volume <laughs> on his ad libs because they were like the best part of you. Because oh, they're the, you hear things just like children are important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm fascinated by like the ad libs that make it into the show, and I would give so much money to be a fly on the wall for one of those recordings just to oh, see him yeah. let loose. The, mo- the most famous one that I can remember is just because I would like own the DVD and watch the commentary was the Hank Scorpio one where, you know, he says, uh, have, you, have you ever seen a man uh, yeah. <laughs> talk to a pair of shoes? Yes, once. And yeah. I heard that that was an ad lib that Dan did. I mean, Jesus Yeah, Christ. right. And, and it, it led to a huge debate on the Internet. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. It led, there was a big question of did, was he – it was very stupid, but it was just like, is he saying yes once meaning before – or yes once, meaning just now. Oh, it's and obviously so, funny if it's before. It is. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I don't yeah. want to get into this. No, no. Oh. <laughs> it's like, Listen. what color is the dress? Sure. Yeah, exactly. We've, and we've spent podcast time debating yeah, this, yeah. too. Right. Well, that's <laughs> but, but, no, but, but it's silly. I, I kind I love of it. love it. Like, yeah. I love silly debates like this. Uh, it's but, why we do this. Yes. And let's play that famous clip that everyone Ooh. loves. Well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree. I don't agree to that. Neither do I. This is a deli of a pickle. Oh my god, the PTA has disbanded! (laughs) No, no, the PTA has not disbanded. (laughs) 
Um, oh my gosh! Incredible voice acting and, there is the reverse. I, yes. I refuse to believe they just recorded him screaming and played it back in reverse. There's absolutely no yeah. way that he no way. Completely. I, I think also the sound effect of the glass shattering really <laughs> punctuates it in a way that I'm like, mm, that's a spicy meatball. This reminds me of uh, the ongoing like uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Walk, 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 walk. Door slam. Car yeah. starting. Yeah. And, then, like, and it's a airplane. similar joke to Miss Hoover. Oh, sorry, right, the airplane right, right. joke too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they but, they do a lot of that. That's actually like one of my favorite recurring Simpsons things is just like I'm just gonna go get my present and then you'll hear the car go or like you know I have to go I'll be right back I have to go change my wig Uh, it's lover (laughs) oh yeah Starla (laughs) my tapes I want Starla to come back yeah Starla's excellent she might have I know there's a lot there's a lot in the later years that I have not uh, the next scene is where we have like the community kind of taking over and, and they are now teaching the class. Right. Oh, well, I want to say to set this up, um, Ned Flanders is uh, reading like from like a very oh, right. official envelope, like what is going to happen. And, and you get a sense that it is like the president's papers, like mm-hmm. when nuclear war is, you know, here, this is what's going to happen. And he reads it. He says, all right, replace teachers with super intelligent cyborgs or... If cyborgs haven't been invented yet, use people from the neighborhood. Which is such a funny, like, highest high, lowest low, like, uh, contrast. So then we, you know, get all of our fun Springfield characters, you know, in these weird roles that we would never imagine them in. Like, what's, you know, Mo like in front of a bunch of kids, um, which is really fun. Mo is so good. It's so sad. Oh it's my just God. like, uh, so for those who haven't seen it in a while, what happens here is we get kind of an extended. Uh, in real life version of the prank calls that Bart makes. Yeah. And so, you know, we get like Anita Bath and like all these different names and uh, everyone's laughing and his delivery is so good of just like, uh, oh, I get it. (laughs) You guys are laughing at my uh, My big big ears, ears, isn't it? Well, well, I can't. Children. <laughs> do it. No, I'm do not going to do it. Gonna well, well, children, I can't help that. <laughs> yeah. um, also, have Maya Buttreeks is a great name. Oh, yeah. God. Um, have you guys ever had, have you, like, um, you know, I don't know, being a camp counselor to kids or, like, had a similar kind of moment in front of kids, like, laughing at you in that way? Um, I no, swear kids I'm not... think I'm cool. Oh. <laughs> I can't say that I have had a moment. Oh, okay. I, 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 I was going to say, I swear I'm not setting up for my own <laughs> tragedy. Um, but I just, I was just thinking i don't know i feel like that's a very relatable thing oh i'm sure mm-hmm. um yeah my my mom is a teacher and i was always around kids like helping them since i was like a little kid mm. but i think because i'm taller they were always just like we love you like you're <laughs> you're a grown-up and you're i was like giant. i'm 10 <laughs> yeah. but they loved me so i was just kind of like i'm I could ruin these kids' lives. So I was kind of scary. I would tell them, like, there's a snake will eat you if you don't do your homework. And then my mom's wow. like, don't tell them a snake will eat them. I was like, sorry. How, how old were you? I was like eight or nine, like, but I was uh, older. Uh, like, I would go there after school. You're like, this is last month. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm mean. Um, <laughs> anyway, the, the my favorite of all of these, which is probably the favorite of everyone's, is Jasper. Mm. Uh, oh, this is one that's of That's a paddling, uh, yeah. paddling the school canoe. You better believe that's a paddling. Yeah. It's Everything about it is great. Staring at my sandals, that's a paddling. <laughs> and I feel like that's a paddling has been something that has like, translated this episode into the yeah. vernacular of like you know Simpsons fans. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say Dilly of a Pickle is also something that's sort of wrapped its way into my life. As well from Flanders mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, I mean, yeah, that's a paddling is like, there's such a universal use to it. 
Um, anybody that wrongs you, that's a paddling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, a paddle. So uh, now we have uh, the Professor Frank moment. Yeah, this is my favorite. Hi. All right. So the compression and expansion of the longitudinal waves cause the erratic oscillation, you can see it there, of the neighboring particles. <laughs> Guess what is it? What? What is it? Can I play with it? No, you can't play with it. You won't enjoy it on as many levels as I do. I <laughs> the colors, children. <laughs> it's just perfection. Yeah. It's just so well done. And I and I really, it's another one of those things where you hear, uh, I guess that's uh, uh, Hank. Hank Azaria, yeah, yeah, and it's just like, I'm sure half of that was scripted and he just was having a fucking blast. I mean, God, it brings me so much wizard. joy. Yeah. yeah, he's amazing. Oh, man. And just hearing like the contrast between uh, a character like Mo and a character like Frank and like the different yeah. levels that he takes his voice. like oh, It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yes. What 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 is it? What is it? That's my favorite. I mean, it's insanity. It's, a... it's also just adorable to get mad at a child. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> like a kindergartner too. Oh, I know. And just Hoarding the idea of like the it's it's such like uh, an attractive toy. Like it's so perfectly <laughs> like set for that age. Like it's just so great. Like I I just feel like there's so many like shitty dads in the world that have done a similar thing of like yeah. I want to play uh, you know video games you just watch or something oh, like yeah. that. It's so fun. And of course I didn't check the science i'm sure it's all bullshit or maybe it's right i don't know if there's any scientists who live here's the thing it doesn't matter doesn't matter in the least (laughs) um what does matter is that it it is called a corn popper toy which i don't think most people know corn popper thank you uh, jesus put this in our notes and then included he said professor frank is playing with a corn popper toy see below and then included a picture of it (laughs) god bless you you, very fine work uh, i'm so glad you're part of the team now jesus yeah max fun uh really does their job (laughs) yeah that's great this is i'm i feel very good about this transition <laughs> uh so uh Ooh. we we should get to the leopold yeah uh i know that this is a scene that you particularly love if you want to set it up yeah uh leopold makes several appearances uh, but only like two or three i think in there yeah uh and he well i haven't seen anything past like season 15 so i right. shouldn't i shouldn't speak that's on that, the but... subtext of this podcast okay, yes. yeah sorry everyone <laughs> <laughs> but it's getting better we wrote a book and i watched more episodes <laughs> yeah. anyway <laughs> Leopold has sort of does the same joke every time, which is that he's a terrifying guy who's introducing someone who's not terrifying. <laughs> and this is the first one. I just like the voice acting. And I, I who is who do you think's doing this? Uh, I, I think it's Dan. It's probably Dan again. He's a fun really... fact about Leopold. He's one of the very few Simpsons characters that has eyebrows. <laughs> Holy wow. shit! Hey. Wow. Oh, I'm just looking at everyone now, thinking like they don't. Yeah. Weird. All I can think of is Millhouse and Milhouse. the other one. Yeah. yeah. And the, the other only, one. Yeah. It's the only other time I can think of it. But anyway, wow. he's. Very well. I, I mean, <laughs> this must have been a joy also. Good, good writing. All right, you listen up, you little freaks. The fun stops here. You're going to shut your stinking traps and behave, damn it. This is one substitute you're not going to screw with. Marge Simpson. Yeah, and the other other time, <laughs> I think... stupid, man. It's so funny. When so Flanders <laughs> takes over as principal, yeah. we see Leopold. Yeah, same Ned thing. Flanders, and it's so a great. Principal, you're not going to want to screw with... I feel like they, <laughs> they have to like talk to the, the like, uh, um, what do you call that? The people who monitor the bad language. Uh, oh, standards oh, the practice. standards, yeah. What can we get away with here? We can say screw. <laughs> and we can say and, damn it. Damn, okay. Well, now we got to like amp oh, those up God. to 11. If, yeah. yeah, it's it's so great. Just <laughs> listen up, damn it, to a group of yeah. Kids, it's so fucking funny to me. And and like it's always Charmler's Charmler's like standing behind him, just like nodding in approval. It is like berating him. Like that's his guy. It's so good. Yeah. 
uh, it's kind of crazy, like, how we've been able to talk about, like, so much for so long and we're still only here. There are just so many good jokes uh-huh. in this episode. That's actually one of the – that's one of the hard things about the episodes that don't have the um, B-plots of just kind right. of, like – I just want to talk about every single joke because they're all perfect mm-hmm. and they're all like m- so memorable. And um, as a kid, like seeing Bart in the situation, I remember being like, "Uh oh, he's not going to like this." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is bad for Bart. <laughs> I would love to watch, like, d- record your commentary as you watch these episodes and release uh, them. That could we be could do that. Yeah, that could we be could. a fun thing. Just be pausing just like, it like a million times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or our own like pop up video of like, "Whoa, <laughs> so fun." Yeah. This is going to be hard for Marge. Um, yeah. So I, I love, <laughs> I love the extent of uh, to which he is pulling pranks. Like we get like the pretty obvious ones of like sitting on a tack, mm-hmm. right. but then the the fact that there's a giant, not that one, the other booby trap, and it's a gigantic log that would have killed her. Right. Yeah. It's like very the, amazing. The Ewok trap from. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Totally. And isn't there a moment where like Marge says uh, to Bart, like, and just because I'm going to be your teacher doesn't mean that it's going to be any different, or, or there's something like that. I, I forget. I didn't write it down, but then she completely shifts and goes like, "Hi, Bart! You know, like, <laughs> Hi, it's me over here." Yeah, over here. So, Hi. So embarrassing. Um, I. I, I love the scene that then follows with Grandpa and Jasper. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, that is mm. that is so excellent of just his beard getting caught in the pencil sharpener. Yeah. Um, and as two people with long beards, I'm sure this was particularly <laughs> my for you. My beard to me, I mean, like, as I felt it. I, like, gripped it close <laughs> and was like, oh, dear Lord, if anyone got between me and my beard, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you too, Nelson. <laughs> uh, back at the Simpsons house, they're kind of talking about how everything's going and everybody, of course, is in various states of disarray and uh, you know Lisa is still not doing so hot and saying like at this point she's probably not going to get into college maybe Vassar and Homer just saying I've had it up to here with this Vassar bashing I wrote down Vassar bashing in all caps here yeah (laughs) Yeah, but but that goes with the same kind of line of jokes of like the thermodynamics line and stuff like that but also all those Harvard guys who are writing for the Simpsons like to shit on all the other Ivy League schools constantly in a playful way too yeah Uh, mm -hmm. the clown college joke is still one of my favorites (laughs) I'll have (laughs) I'll have you not refer to Princeton is that way. <laughs> also, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, was the other one? Lisa was like, at this rate, I'm only going to get into Brown. She has like, oh, a, right, right, right. She has like a fantasy of like Otto went to Brown. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn, it's so well, good. Uh, right before that, uh, I think Marge says something like, you know, they they're all talking about their days, and Marge says like. It took them like a full hour to find Canada on the map. <laughs> and I love that Homer goes, March, anyone can miss Canada. All tucked away down, down there. there. <laughs> um, so one of the jokes that is so bizarre that I think is beautiful yes. is Bart going into the crawl space. It's such an unusual mm-hmm. thing to do. And I yeah. don't know where that comes from. One of my favorite jokes of any work of fiction um, is uh, I'll do blank again. Because it's like... A, random and funny in that way, but also it, like, hints at this funny history right. of, like, this being a pattern, and yeah. we've never seen it before, <laughs> and this is, like, what? I hate what? when he just does that. Yeah, she the grabs her broom. Season. <laughs> exactly. This has, like, been fun. happening forever. I <laughs> enjoy it. It's so great. Um, and then we see that it's obviously not going very well for Bart. He's getting uh, tormented by the bullies, and uh, he's having to ask Mars for some lunch money. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, I need that money for candy. Yeah. And uh, they start beating him up. And he's like, why isn't my mom helping me? And then, of course, we get the wonderful, uh, that's a very nice Jake Kearney. Yeah, they say we've created a a diversion. I want to say about (laughs) this joke beat, I mean, like, 
it's it's kind of meta in a way of like how um you know their story is structured and like you know somebody in the writers room i'm sure pointed out the logic of like well marge is literally 2 feet away you know we want to have this moment but like what can we do and i love what the simpsons does in in a kind of meta commentary on like how to write a television show and storytelling in general it's like okay well let's just have a throwaway line or a throwaway <laughs> bit that solves our problem for this but it becomes like way funnier i think because of that yeah definitely Mm-hmm. Um, so this is finally the point where Bart has had enough and he's just like I, we have to get them back together and Milhouse says they're like two positively charged ions <laughs> yeah Zuh. Zuh. I Zuh, know which I, is the third yeah, callback it's yeah. so yeah, yeah. It's, that's something that people say all the time I think sure. oh, I say shma all the time yeah. oh. definitely <laughs> and like I'll text it I'll type it out shma uh, so we get a another instance of um, Bart being very sneaky and manipulative um, in the best way and we get like what a surprise party in Skinner's office well okay me go to my office highly unusual it's like he knows <laughs> he doesn't have to try as hard <laughs> It's amazing. Um, so if anyone wants to walk through kind of where that goes, um, yeah, well, yeah. They, he just padlocks him in Skinner's office like all night, I guess, because they're and out the whole there, family's like, there, yeah. which is kind of bizarre. <laughs> Everybody's monitoring. <laughs> yeah. And they're just banging on the door for, you know, 12 hours or something. Right, and, and there's a couple fun moments where they, like, almost stop and then start again, which is so fun. I, the audio was, like, trapped in my mind forever. It's like, very, you're going to be very, very <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And something, then you think it stops and goes back. I rewatched this episode this morning with the um, captions on, and <laughs> I would have totally missed this if I was just listening, but uh, at one point, Principal Skinner goes, man, this is like Nam. No way. <laughs> yes, it does. Wow. Yeah, That's so they slipped funny. that in there. Jesus, I missed that all these mm-hmm. years. I'm glad you said that. Um, yes. As, Thank you. As a kid, I definitely conflated this episode and the one where they um, make Ned out. Flanders. Oh. And so I was kind of like rewatching. I was like, are they about to? It's kind of late into the episode. <laughs> it's kind of weird. But you know what? Weirder things have happened. Um, Weirder things have happened. You know, uh, Poochie went to the moon. Uh, he went yeah. back to his alien planet. So here we are. <laughs> They've ended episodes with a box of hot pants. <laughs> um, and they end this episode similarly random. Yeah. So yeah. they, after being locked away for a while, they, they Skinner says, we're like prisoners in our own school. <laughs> And then he gets the light bulb idea about putting. But I, I wrote this down because he has a one of his classic like throat gasps after that, where he like interrupts himself to like. It's mm-hmm. so hard for me to explain without. I should have asked for the clip, but it's like he says like prisoners in our own school. <laughs> Or, I, there's no way I can do no, it because there's like a really little good. there's like a little phlegm that happens. It's like a <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really so real. Good. He does it constantly as Skinner. Yeah, uh, and it's and Kent Brockman does it as, as well, I guess too. But it's uh, I do it and my dad does it. I guess it runs <laughs> in the family and it's just very. It brings a lot of realism to me to hear. Yeah, little, yeah I, I, <laughs> again the voice acting. I mean, I feel like we don't talk about it enough and we talk about it quite a quite a big deal. But like yep. you know, they they're the best in the game. And yeah, um, and it's no all with those tiny details of like making sure that like the inflection is just right, those little gaffes are just right, and it adds to the episode and yeah. makes it really great. Totally. Uh, so for those who don't remember how it actually ends, we get Snake and the different prisoners in the school, <laughs> um, which all the kids, of course, like scoot their desks up because mm-hmm. they're scared, except for Bart, who does look. Like, very stoic. It's right. a little eerie. <laughs> but there's a line from Skinner that tees it up where he says, like, and for some of our more troublesome students, this could be great as, like, a scared straight program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Snake starts talking to Bart. 
And what does he say? Do you guys remember? Hey, get me out of here, bro. I'll make it totally worth your while. When he does the fingers line. Yeah. It's kind of great. It's so yeah. good. And then that's how it ends with a very eerie, sometimes they have like the scary sounding uh, yeah. outro music. Mm-hmm. It's oh, yeah. so funny. That's how it ends. And then it resets next episode, baby. The prisoners <laughs> are not there. It's a cartoon. <laughs> comedy, comedy. Yeah, great yeah, episode. Yeah, it's fantastic. Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, any final thoughts on that episode? I feel like we went through all of it pretty extraordinarily well. Yeah. Um, uh, there's one note you, I had that. Would you say so myself? Yeah. <laughs> the only thing we didn't mention, I just can bring up because I don't even know if this is a real word, but, you know, Bart comes home and he says pleasure overload because he's excited that school's out possibly oh, forever. Yeah. But then he's about to run out the door with a crowbar and Marge says, <laughs> yes. you know, I don't like you prying and jimmying. Yes. And I, I'm like, jimmying? I think I'd like to, I didn't Google it. I just assumed it wasn't a word, but actually it might be. Is there any lesson that you've learned from this episode or this conversation? Great cue, Julia. Thank wow. you. Great so cue. So much. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Let's hear a good A. You know, the, when I look back on this, and I, I remember it so fondly. It's one of the ones that jumps out at me right away when I think about the show. And I think it's because I was the... I was the same age as Bart, essentially, mm-hmm. and those episodes about school and going through stuff at school and, you know, it's like sort of very relatable for a little kid, which is so weird to think about this show that's just so adult somehow also, but it really helped me. I'm just so glad that this is one of the episodes where I remember that. I'm so glad that my sense of humor had a lot to do with watching this when I was a little yeah. kid. I love it. There's a the sense of escapism, too, yeah. with this episode in particular. I would find that, like, you know, what are you going to do? You're kind of living vicariously through Bart. Mm. And, like, what are you going to do when, when you don't have school anymore? But even still, it's, like, as you said, very relatable and grounded, which I think <laughs> is, like, you know, what separates the Simpsons from the herd mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then uh, what can you plug and where can people follow you on the Internet? Oh, Jesus. Uh... Okay, um, I'm on Twitter at Nelson Franklin, although I've sort of stopped using Twitter because it's a fiery hellscape. Uh, <laughs> I and should then, stop uh, too. <laughs> I'm on. Not me. No, yeah. <laughs> keep fighting the good fight. Thing. Look, <laughs> I'm really into the bury the head in the sand mode, but I feel like I'm also a bad citizen for doing something like that. But um, <laughs> And then hard. also, I'm going to. I got a movie coming out called Gemini. Ooh, oh, wow. April with um, Zoe Kravitz and Lola Kirk. You were uh, also great in the National Lampoon movie. Oh, thank you. That's right. On Netflix, check out A Few Talents, Stupid Gesture. That's a crazy good movie about uh, Doug Kenny, who started the National Lampoon magazine. Yeah. Um, When when I met you, uh, you still had your sideburns (laughs) because you were shooting it. Yeah. I was like, this guy is very cool. I had chops down to here, (laughs) down to like my jawline, because they all they asked us all to grow out our sideburns as long as we could. And when I got there, they had fake ones, and they're like, "Oh, you actually did it!" And nobody else, nobody else had done it. And my wife. was so mad because she hated it so much so I let her shave it off and that's very romantic yeah. <laughs> that movie was very funny in that way where I mean it, it was like a different kind of biopic but I loved and classic to like David Wayne style of mm. like that sort of meta commentary of like alright some of these guys that we got to be the people don't look like them so yeah. okay. <laughs> you know, like, a lot we're of fourth going, wall breaking it's really yeah, good yeah yeah but then Jackie Tone as Gilda Radner was fucking bringing Crazy, it right? she was amazing yeah, yeah I just want to I mean, see that movie as well yeah yeah. <laughs> all right. It's in the works. So, oh, great. Uh, yeah. Check out all that stuff. Thank yeah. you so much again. Julia, where can people find you? Oh, thanks so much for asking. I'm at Julia Prescott on all the things. Allie, where can people find you? Thank you for asking me. You can find me at Allie Gerson on all the things. You could also look forward to our book, which will come out sometime. I don't at know some when. At some point. <laughs> yeah. And um, I want to say, so we kind of teased this. 
uh, on Twitter.com. Um, um, but we have some plans for 2018, The Simpsons Podcast. and uh, First of which is uh, moving to this network, which yeah. we love. We're very excited. Um, and we were part of Max FunCon East at the end of last year, and we got to meet a lot of really, really great and cool listeners of Max Fun, and we had just a blast. So it was kind of the perfect thing to tee up this um, new partnership. But we will be going on the road. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So um, stay tuned for that and uh, tweet at us if you want us to visit your city because that certainly, um, you know, factors into where we go. Especially if it's close. Especially (laughs) if it's in driving distance, baby, um, or, you know, uh, the Southwest deal works out. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Plane tickets. Uh, That that factors in as well. But yeah, uh, we're very excited to meet you guys and um, stay tuned for more info on that. Yeah, we will see you guys soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Smell you later. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.